This is the Joshua Bailey Podcast Episode 1 on the Jossamin channel. If you like what you see, subscribe. I know we have some new viewers. Um, but uh, Jay, if you're here, uh, how have you been? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. It's um, It's been cool keeping up with what's going on with the album release. Um, it's, it's been quite a good day, I think. It's all been going well. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, you're, you're out. I've been doing good, and your album was fucking awesome. Like it's almost perfect, and purples and green yeah. kind of grew on me. Um, it's uh, a, I, I think yeah. it's a good song, but not <laughs> that great. Well, I'd be making a nice vibe. You know, this is sort of lyrics where maybe you can feel something listening to it. I understand it's probably a bit disappointing yeah. if you're doing something crazy and in your face, though. That's oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I just wasn't <laughs> seeing the point of it. But no, that's my fault. Would you consider it an album or a mixtape? Because I plan on reviewing it on my other YouTube channel. Because mm -hmm. I consider it kind of a mixtape, kind of in the album degree. But I don't know if you'd consider it that or not. Well, I'll, I'll call it an album um, when I'm talking to people like uh, on the Discord and stuff. You know, it's an album on Spotify technically. But I think I don't own some of the stuff on it. Um, so I can't say it's a proper album. No. Yeah. So mixtape, I think, is thing to call it. Yeah. 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 I approached it the same way as someone would if they were going into an album. You know, um, themes and the transitions and the, the skits trying to get a bit of cohesiveness. Um, so it was approached yeah. like an album. That was a mixtape. Yeah. What I did for it was get some of the beats made for, made by uh, my friend Sam. And uh, yeah. he does... Kira's good with beats. Samurai means that's hot yo in the chat. Uh, I'd love to um I'd love to have someone doing beats for me, but I have no budget and I don't know anyone that will slave labor for me. For now I'm okay with using YouTube stuff just because I think it's at the moment it's the best I can do because I still want to express myself the best way I can. But if the opportunity came that I had someone who could produce for me at that kind of quality, then yeah, yeah, I'd take that. Yeah. That'd be sick. Yeah. Mm. I had some of my friend do my beats for my latest project and I used free per profit beats, but I made sure I gave credit on some of them that asked for credit. So yeah. Mm. And I put it on Bandcamp and yeah. SoundCloud. Not to get into my stuff, this is kind of your interview. No, but like, you know, I really enjoyed your project, dude. I think it's a 9.5 out of 10. Like, it blew me away <laughs> when I heard last night. Yeah. Your server that you recently did. Oh, did you listen to it last night uh, as well? It was great, honestly. And uh, some of the tracks really blew me away. I won't get into the specifically what they were. I think the track with Kinsey was pretty good. I think Calix's yeah. track was pretty good. I think most of them were pretty good. The only reason why I'm not going into it is I don't have the track list pulled up. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I would have done yeah. that. Didn't think to. I thought I thought it would lag the stream, so I exited it out of um, almost everything except. I can send it into the chat really quick, just so you can see it. Uh, look at it in there, if you like. Yeah, or okay, do it in the private chat if you want. Yeah. Okay, let me just send this. Do you have the track list uh, listed uh, already? Yeah. yeah. I'm Let's glad you do. I'm glad you do. Mine was a hassle because I was going to do a back cover, but I decided not to. I will next time, though, for my third and not final album, but the final album of 2020, December 2020. Oh, yeah. How was the process of making this album? Let's talk about the back art. Who 
I already know the yeah. answer, but I want people to know who made the design from the front cover. Because when I first saw it, I thought this is really fucking good. Yeah. So yeah. No, it's um, well, it's actually just based on a photo of me. It's an actual photo of me and my very close associate, um, Crow. She she hand drew the the front and back covers, um, for it. Um, I, I don't know. What, I think it was like watercolors and chalks or something. So it's all like it's not digital really um it feels really authentic uh, it was the same for the perfect storm cover uh it was just all hand-drawn um by her of course yeah crow's uh, a crow's a pretty good artist from what very, i've seen very talented i didn't yeah. know she could do that because she did uh, a promo cover like a promo video for it and it from an artist standpoint but this one looks way better and i mm. i saw the different covers anonymous to add can you get into that why it changed but yeah yeah well um oh yeah um for the uh, the, the design of the art specifically the, the, if you, i don't know if you've seen the the first animus art uh, from like a year ago um but it takes a lot of inspiration from that uh, yeah the the background behind me is obviously the the same background as it is on the animus one just sort of uh you know modernized a little bit say the pattern on my tie is is the animus one background but just um onto the image so it has a lot of links to it um we wanted to keep it as you know it's a sequel so that that played into the art yeah and uh i heard i heard anonymous one before you privatized it i think it might be up i don't know but i think you privatized it uh i i really enjoyed it man not as much as this project of course like i think this one blows anonymous one out of the water and you said anonymous was your favorite project you've ever done yeah it was it was definitely up until this point yeah um which is why i thought it would be good to go back to it you know because since animus i did loads i, I went through a lot of stuff happening and i made loads of depressing kind of music which was cool but I thought I'm in a much better place now. It, it's kind of weird to be making sad music, and I looked at Animus One as like the the magnum opus of just having fun while making music. So I thought if I'm going to revisit anything, I should try and go back to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I did consider it my best up until now, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I consider you a really good artist, dude. Okay. I consider you one of my inspirations. If you don't mind oh, me yeah. saying that. That you know that means that means the shit son. That's crazy to hear. You know that's crazy to hear. Um, given how I started writing with some of my older stuff, to hear someone saying that is 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 very surreal. Of course, especially when I'm still quite small. You know, obviously I'm not exactly um big league. So to hear someone saying that at this level is really moving. And I believe you only can improve from here. Geo Geo says, "What's your thoughts on racism?" Um, it's. Yeah. It's crazy at the moment what's going on there, you know, but I think the, the the obviously it's very systematic. It's I think people need to realize that it goes so much deeper than just what you see in terms of the police brutality stuff. There are so many um like laws that go back hundreds of years that um are set in this precedent for systematic racism that people don't even realize exist because they're so um they're so they're just part of the system, they're not something that you think about um and but 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 with this as well it's just crazy because it's gone worldwide to a level which i've never seen before in my few years you know aware of this stuff um england i there's in my local city there's 
people marching on the, the streets and stuff, protesting. We, and it all stemmed from one incident in America. That is crazy to see. That is crazy to see. And it's it's so surreal. I think as long as people don't drop it now, as long as people don't drop the momentum now, then it's possible we're going to see change like we haven't seen in quite a, a long time, if at all, you know, um, which is something that's going to be really powerful to look at. And I think you want to be on the right side of that and be aware of what's going on and um, and and say something, regardless of where you are in the world. Because mm. I, I think, like, our problem is is that some people just learn to be racist from their parents or friends. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's the right opinion, but, like, oh, that's, it's a learned. Just... It's not like you're birthed mm. from being racist. I think that's that's um, the main reason. Uh, but, you know, what people don't realize is... um, I need to make sure I get the history right here. But in America, and I don't want to get it wrong, but I think after the Civil War... um. The, the 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 counties were mapped out in a way where black neighborhoods were not to get um treated equally in the banks uh and this was about 400 years ago uh the black neighborhoods on this map were not to be treated equally by the banks they were not to be able to receive the same loans and the same business opportunities in those uh black neighborhoods that were designated and that system while it doesn't exist now the 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 the, the they never changed the system after that. So there are still neighborhoods where people are much less likely to get loans, uh, much, much less likely to get business assistance just because for 400 years ago it was a black neighborhood. And of course, because black neighborhoods traditionally have, have stayed in the same places, um, there's areas 400 years later are still being discriminated against systematically because they're black neighborhoods because of some fucking civil war uh, bullshit. Um, forgive the swearing, but um, right. it, yeah, it's, it's and people don't realize right. that's a thing, so people aren't protesting about that. But if they knew that was a thing, if that was public knowledge, if that was all going around, you, you'd realize it. It's it goes so deep and it's so insane. Um, it, yeah, it, I totally agree with you. Mm. And racism, you know, I don't think people will ever stop being racist, but I just hope one day we'll get it to where. You know, racism is universally, at least, like, like, I hate to use this word in this conversation, but, like, mm. rape, you know, is just considered wrong. I know yeah. it's already considered wrong by society, but I mean, like... But, like, no matter what are your stance is on anything, racist. you know it's wrong. Yeah. Even the people yeah. who go down that horrible path, I think, need to, are aware that it's socially wrong, and it is wrong. And um, it should be the same for racism. It should be completely unanimously wrong. Um, even if some people are, the way that they're raised, maybe they're, they're predisposed to it, 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 should, it should not in any way be anything other than unacceptable. Of course. Mm. Of course. Um, so we'll get back to the music thing. Sorry to get so serious, but, you know, in these times, you might as well address this. You know, you might as well address this, and I'm glad... He yeah. asked the question. Yeah, no, it was a good question. Thank you, Gio. Gio. So, uh, so Jay, I wanted to ask you the process of making Anonymous Two. Did you have any scrap songs for this project? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had one. I had one. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, maybe it's possible there could have been 
more scrapped songs and the album still would have been a nice length. But um, there was only one song I scrapped called uh, Voice in My Head, which was just a sequel to a song on the first animus called Hell on My Mind. Um, and you know, I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if you ever heard Voice in My Head uh, or Hell on My Mind. I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hook for Hell on My Mind goes like, Hell on my mind. I got, I got hell on my mind. Hell on behind. And then on Voice in My Head, it was like Voice in My Head. You know, and I, I really wanted to try and link them up and really connect Animus Two to Animus One. Um, but they, it, it got so outdated by the end, and it was already twenty-one tracks long. So I thought maybe I should just cut one song. Um, but that's the only song that I scrapped. What's your writing process? Um, it's the same way that I've for years. I, I can't change it. I'm, it's so muscle memory almost to do this, and I can't really change it. But it's always the same. I'll just sit down at my laptop. I'll, I, I find the beat first. I, I can't do it without a beat. I cannot write without a beat. Um, I'll find a beat that... It, I'll just go through my recommended for, for like hours until I find something. I'm like, wow, that is crazy. I don't try and look for like a specific type of beat. I just find something that hits me in the moment. And then um, I'll write a whole song to it in one sitting. Uh, usually it takes me about an hour or two, an hour and a half or two hours to write a song. Um from start to finish and it's just one big passionate uh process i don't like doing it in more than one burst when it comes to writing a song um so i just like to sit down yeah. put the beat in my headphones and just write the song and then not stop until i'm done and i can't go back to a song really yeah. if i stop writing it that day i can't come back to it the next day and finish it i don't i lose the the the, the vibe so um i understand that i do that as well uh, for yeah, me, yeah. it takes like uh, two hours to write a song. If it's like two or three minutes, uh, sometimes it's like two hours and 30 minutes if it's mm. three minutes. Uh, what do you think of my music in general? Uh, if you've heard like some of the stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what the, the craziest thing about your music is, is that I've noticed how much better the, 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 the mixing and the production and the, the overall sound has gone. You know, from when I first heard you in the server, it, you you rap with more energy and passion now than when I first heard you. Uh, the, you you've experimented with singing, haven't you? Quite a lot. Have you heard Mask Affection? It's on SoundCloud. I don't know if you follow me on there. Uh, uh I don't know it by name, but I can I can have a quick uh, listen to it or something and and chat about it. That'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fifty-five minutes, so I don't know if you want to listen to that. But if you do, so do you follow me on there or no? Uh, I have so many SoundClouds that I'm sure at least one of them does. I yeah, oh, I follow I you on my older one, but I I make I have to make a new SoundCloud for every album because I upload so many songs I hit my limit. But there you go, I follow you on this one. Yeah. Uh... Or just search up Mask Affection and you should be able to find it. I go to albums for that. It's a pretty unique name. Uh, I, I I'll answer Geo Geo's question. Jay Lee, on the album you dis, what is your opinion on Dale and his music and personality? Was dissing him a result of him criticizing great uh, expectations? Wow, that's a loaded question. Ha. Um, I just yeah. Well, you know the thing with you for is um, I was much angrier on that song than i am with him or i was with him personally 
um that song was the very definition of heat of the moment you know when you, you start writing it you think you know what maybe i should address you for because there are some things that i wanted to say mainly musically of course and then i just kind of got into it and i got into it and i was like shit i'm getting quite passionate about this shit i'm getting angrier and angrier as i go on and then i it, it just it just ballooned up into this track which is probably the most morally awful song i've ever made um but you know um his personality it, it was i think it was unjust of me to go at it in that way because you know he even um spoke to me and gave me the chance to explain to him what the song was and stuff and you know it was quite cool to do that and but that you know by the time that the song came out i was like shit i really don't want this song on the album anymore but you know um so i don't have i don't have anything near the amount of anger i had towards him when i made that song and we've spoken about that musically uh the thing is right that song uh, i haven't i didn't speak to you for for quite a long time so that song was kind of a diss towards him four months ago uh, when kind of coming off of green his album uh, so a lot of the disses on there would apply to what he was doing at the start of the year, the end of last year, maybe. Um, but, you know, he's actually changing his whole style up now. So it's it's kind of, it's a lot of outdated stuff. And I think while a lot of it was, I think I still believe was valid a few months ago, uh, musically, what I said. Um, I don't think now it really, I think it's a very outdated song by now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Did you get a chance yeah, to get the link for it? Uh, sorry, I stopped looking to answer the question. My bad. With this podcast, I will try to like, y you know, to go right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying I to get him yeah. on here. Oh yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. more people on here. I plan on having my friend Dog because he's a musician. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what was cool is uh, that uh, Samurai Music even offered to do some production. Um, in the chat, which is sick, and I will chat about that because that's very cool to offer. Uh, I have not tried producing my own beats. Used one beat once, and it was so awful that um, it made me stop. Yeah. Okay, I found this. I found uh, the album. Uh, I, obviously, I want to talk about what you did on it, but the, the beat choice, the beat production was really cool. Whoever did that, um, but you know, you 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 matched the the vibe of the beat well with how you were singing on it um it was it is actually quite a nice sort of um i don't know aesthetic vibe of the, the the sound that you're going for with the singing i really like that um i think you man. tried that that's cool yeah have you tried um uh, this isn't something that you need to do it's just something that i thought could be a cool idea listening to it is having multiple layers of that but but kind of panned i don't know if you've ever listened to uh like jack boys don Tolliver, travis scott any of that i thought about doing that for the next project uh now i didn't think of the panning like uh multiple layers so i think yeah, i'll do yeah. that maybe for like uh remastered version all because i have all the beats i'll um, go back and uh like multiple layer it yeah yeah i think multiple languages done cool You've got a voice for that. you can hold a note and that's if you can hold a note and you can layer that it sounds so cool so yeah, uh, the reason why I did this album, not to get just about me, but like, I did it because my friend was like, you sing pretty good. I like your singing. I was like, yeah, if this guy, I like his music saying that I do good singing when he is a pretty good singer, I'll do it.
So yeah, yeah. I didn't rip him off or anything, but like I hmm. heavily was inspired by his music when I was working on this. Not that I was inspired by you, but it wasn't like rap. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, have I'm, you heard not... any of the other songs? Um, I haven't done a, oh, I haven't done a full listen to this album. Um, but you know, when this is, um, when this interview podcast conversations over, I'm going to go for it and listen to it, especially after you listen to my album today, you know, it'd be really cool to listen to yours. Um, so yeah. I'll, I'll listen to that properly after. Yeah. Yeah. But if, you know, that, that masked affection, um, if the whole album's along that vein, then um, it's going to be a really nice listen. So, you know, that's cool. Julie, as we know, you had an EP coming before Anonymous 2 named Weathered A Hundred Ways, which can be, which was really uninspired. How did you find the passion for Anonymous 2 after that? First of all, it's incredibly rude of you to call my album uninspired. <laughs> no. Um, I think it was being uh, uh, the EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, I think it was... <laughs> It was because um, of that EP being so uninspired that I wanted to go the complete opposite direction on it because it was um, I, I was making a lot of sad music at a time when I wasn't sad, um, which was a weird feeling that made me very uncomfortable. But I just I, I felt like the only thing I could write about was sad stuff. I wanted to ask, um, how did you form the track listing? Listening, you know, if you know, you know, people um said listening to it, they noticed that the end of it was significantly better than the start, especially the midsection. I think that's reflected in how I made it, where I was just kind of um uh adding to the track list as I wrote it. So every song is probably newer than the last one. So Unstoppable was is is one of the oldest songs on the album um voice in my head was at the start and that was very old and then towards the end you've got time bomb which was um one of the newest songs and i think you can hear that in the level of of, of skill relative to everything else on the album and the level of passion and stuff like that so the track listing was just kind of putting it in as i made it but there was some fall into if i can talk about the midsection for a second because people uh you know the midsection is the midsection um where it goes from art form to madness um specifically there i was trying to do a little bit of thematic storytelling where you go from art form which is reflecting on 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 musically what got me to wherever i'm doing now um a million people which is reflecting on the the worries that i have going forward that i'm doing everything for nothing and i'm it's it's not worth it uh and then worth of a penny which is discussing what is worth it you know um love tattoo was just a fun track um bubbling green it, it, it is in a way filler in the sense of it doesn't necessarily add much that a song like love 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 doesn't later on um but i think i was just trying to convey vulnerability the of the vulnerability of love which the vulnerability being the theme of the middle of the album. Um, uh, and then Mr. Lonely is a song where it's kind of um, about getting paranoid about everyone going on around you, kind of depersonalizing from all of the issues and struggles and saying everyone's insane but me. 
and then madness intro was about the going insane in my own room in my bedroom and then madness is just about complete and utter apathy and insanity so i was trying to kind of do a descent into madness which is you know madness is the last song in the middle the whole sequence is just meant to be a descent into madness and um uh, yeah but i think it does suffer from a lack of focus i'll concede that but it it, it did have a purpose um and then okay yeah, just geo geo has line. another question but yeah Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, Jay Lee, on the Jay Lee EP skit, you wrapped some lyrics from your Jay Lee EP project. <laughs> Did you feel like Anonymous is a comeback act from you regarding all the critics after your official uh, Jay Lee EP received? I'd say it was a downfall. I think nothing on this album can compare to the very lyrics in that skit. I think the Jay Lee EP skit potentially has the best lyrics on the album. And I think that was why I put it. No, um, I feel like yeah, it's a step forward. It's a it's a, it's a comeback act in the sense of if you listen to the J Lee B run drop kicking towns off the balconies, and then you listen to Time Bomb, um, it you know you can see that there's so much development there. Not even to jerk myself off, but you know it's it's a big jump from recording into my iPhone four in an abandoned fucking factory, which is where I used to record in when I did the J Lee B. I think three of the songs were recorded in, a, in an abandoned factory on my iPhone to what I'm doing now. It's it's not even a comeback. I think it's just like the defining act of of, of everything I've done, you know? Um, but after the JLEP, I, uh, I stopped releasing music publicly until now. Um, uh, because I was kind of bothered by the fact that the criticism just wasn't giving me a chance. Uh, it wasn't like, try doing this and try doing that. It was, this song is so awful, you should never make another one again. Because it's just not worth it. And I was like, shit, that's, that's pretty tough to hear. Um, so I thought, instead of just releasing and releasing and just getting like weathered into developing, I'm just going to stick to a select community and try and fine tune what I'm doing and make loads of projects privately for like a year and then just go public when I've got to a point that I can be happy with. So I think the reason that I'm releasing this now in the way that I have is because of the criticism from the JLEP, uh, which was my first and last public project until now. I would like to ask you, what do you think is the worst and best track? Let me have a look. Um, I would say... You know, I don't think I can do a worse track, but you know, the issue is there's some tracks where I understand that they don't fit into the album uh, in a way that I would have intended them to, but I have uh, a real care for the tracks and I don't want to say that they're bad. Uh, for example, um, Purple and Green is a track which is like such a, a pure expression of how I feel. It's a real expression of feeling. It's the purest it can be. It comes from the best place that I could write from. Um, but I feel like I could have executed it in a way which contributed more to the album than any other song. Um, and I feel like Love, Love, Love does that. And it's the same kind of feelings that I'm expressing. But it, I think it does it in a way which is much more fleshed out and conceptually sound. And Purple and Green is just maybe just a little bit. But then again, I still really care for the song, so I don't want to say it's the worst on the album. I'll just say that it's the one I feel like had the most potential to be more standout than it was.
Um, okay. And then best on the album. Um, it's a close battle between Time Bomb, uh, Love, 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 um, and Worth of a Penny. I think. Favorite track is uh, has to be Love, Love, Love. You know what? No, if anyone clued onto this man, but it's such a such a simple thing. The hook is the same as the Madness hook. Lost in the no hope, whatever. And then in in madness, and then in love, 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 it's lost in the go home to the love, 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 madness. It's all this. It's the same hook, but I flipped it in a way because I feel like love and 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 madness, mad and love. There's so many similarities, and I think coming off of the back of madness, I wanted to show that I've I've developed those negative feelings into something so positive now, and to show the symbolism of love as madness. Um. I think it was it was quite a cool thing. So that hook actually um, does have conceptuality to it. It's not just me singing questionably, you know. Um, so I, I have a soft spot yeah. for the, the hook. Yeah, I really okay. like it. Geo mm. uh, Geo has a question. Uh, Jaylee, we got some insight into your relationships with this project, especially on your song "Love, Love, Love." How do you feel about love in your current relationship and people criticizing it? Who's criticizing it? Other than very peculiar brown people in west london you know who is who is questioning it who's criticizing it i i'm very comfortable with what i've got going on um you know it is what it is it's it's an incredible feeling to have knowing that you have this uh security with someone and connection with someone that you haven't felt before it, yeah it's it's a crazy feeling and i feel incredibly secure in that and i think i reflected that in love 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 i'm talking about the future on that song in a way which is kind of hard to believe but you know it's some crazy stuff on there so it's um i think that the how i feel about the current relationships and stuff that i have going on it it's like it, it's very reflected it's very real to me it's very powerful emotions that i'm feeling uh which is i guess difficult to believe for some people but it is what it is yeah yeah yeah, I'm so, as happy as I could be. Um, Jay, I wanted to ask you, um, what got you into writing raps? Where did you make music uh, while rapping for the first time, or did you write before you made music? Oh yeah, I wrote for two years before I even tried to record a song. Um, my first song was February sixteenth. 2016 um game of pain i even remember the hook it's a game a cruel game a game of pain the only way to survive is to ride the train <laughs> um and i was writing like that for like two years before the jlieb um and i yeah I, the first song that i recorded was a really shitty cover of uh, a remix of walk on water um why were my parents always getting high instead of raising me and i um uh, that was my first song that I recorded and shared after two years of just writing in my bedroom about how sad school is and about the the, the cruel game of pain and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was writing for a long, long time before I recorded and shared. I didn't even know how to write to a beat. I think I was 13, 2016. Younger than that, maybe now. 12? 12. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after this, when you listen to my album info will you give me some criticism or just thoughts of it in general 
uh well you know if you want criticism i'm sure i could um i can give you like um a critical feedback i can you know if if if, you, if that's what you're looking for um but i i like to just listen as well for actually i think something that not enough people do is just listen and catch the vibes and the feelings being expressed and sometimes that can be overlooked by people and it's like of course i i, I really appreciate criticism on like you you your flow was off here and you could have um mixed this bit better all that stuff that's that's really important to get right but i don't like it when that overshadows everything else that's going on i don't write to sound good you know and that's maybe oxymoronic but I don't write to sound good. I write to express first what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to say. And then second, I want to do that in a way that I'm I'm confident with with putting on a track. And then third of all, I care about what that track sounds like. Um, so if people care about that third thing more than the first two things, sometimes it's annoying because the feelings and what I'm trying to say are overshadowed by the thing that I care the least about. Uh, so it's kind of I'm not getting what i always want out of the music so i like to listen to other people's stuff and just listen to it for what it is and what they're trying to express what they're trying to convey in it and um i think i think that's a really good way to be able to listen to music but of course being critical is really important uh i just wish that it wasn't always overshadowing everything else like just your thoughts after it you don't have to yeah because yeah, mine yeah, totally. was more for my feelings and expressions uh oh. Because I wanted to get out my view, like it's called mask affections. Because like I feel like I've been hiding these emotions under a mask. Yeah. Kenzie did the album cover. Oh, really? Oh wow, yeah. You know what? I didn't even take the time to appreciate that. That is crazy. Wow, that is that is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, well you you got deal with that. That's really impressive. Wow. Uh, Calix asks, uh, "Where do we take it from here? Is it a hobby or a career?" Um, it, it is. It is what it is. Um, you know, I do it for a hobby. I don't do it for it to be a career. I don't sit here like, I hope that this album sells enough to to pay for this and pay for that. I, don't, I hope that this album blows up and goes platinum. <laughs> you know, um that's not why i make music but of course of course if i think i'm capable of that i think i'm capable of doing so much more than i am um maybe not right now but as i develop i think i'm going to be capable of so much more than i'm doing at the moment um and if i do continue to develop as i want to and as i think i can then maybe uh maybe not career but you know maybe going down that path would be viable and something that i'd care to do but right now, I need to get to that point before I can say that and develop enough that I feel comfortable even considering that as, like, a primary option for anything. Yeah. What, Jaylee, do you like uh, Harry Potter? Um, I, I, It was the books that helped me learn how to read um, on a more... The next step up from children's books. When I was, like, seven or eight, I, I got obsessed with the, the books... I think I still have all of the ones that I used to read. Uh, I don't care for them much now. I don't sit and think about Harry Potter. I don't keep up with what's going on with it. But when I was younger, that was it was such a cool series for me to keep up with. I got quite obsessed with it, as any English kid probably did at some point. Um, my thoughts on J.K. Rowling? Yeah. I have no thoughts on J.K. Rowling. I read the books. I don't read the author. I don't give a shit about the author. Props to her for writing such incredible books for what they are, but I, I don't have thoughts on J.K. Rowling. 
I don't I don't know anything about her other than she wrote some cool books. Um Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so um what what plans do you have next uh for your stuff like for your music do you plan on releasing another project soon like not maybe this year but maybe next year yeah sure i'm i'm not just gonna imagine how crazy it would be if i just made time bomb <laughs> and then i just stopped making yeah yeah i'm gonna have something following it up um it, which i feel like i'm uh, i'm carrying on the trajectory that i've put myself on um it took me three months to make this album um uh so i think now that i've got this done i i know much more how to focus in and make a project that i'm happy with more so than before so i think maybe the album later on in the year easily i oh there's no way in hell that i'm gonna make it to the end of the year without another album so yeah there'll be something this year um you know it, it would be crazy of me to just stop doing anything now um so i'm just gonna keep making stuff I, I every day I write a song, every day I write a song. So it will only be a matter of time before I make two songs where like these these sound kind of similar, and then three songs where it's like shit. These sound. I think I'm I'm making a theme, and then I just got an album. Uh, I'm sure that's gonna happen very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone asked for a one hour based freestyle. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at freestyling you know how it is with me is um i when i write a song i can write a song in an hour i can write a full length song hook and song in an hour but the second it comes to trying to say it out loud i i struggle so much i can't i trip over the words i have ideas and i think about them like yeah i know how to make this but the second i go to say it i'm stumbling and i'm it it's just i, I really struggle with it and i think that's a skill that i can develop much more but i don't try to uh but I, I, at the moment, I don't think about freestyle, about writing. I, I, I really can't yeah. freestyle at the moment. But that's I think maybe that's the next skill that I'm going to work on because it's a very, really important skill to have, especially in the UK culture. Um, in the UK, being able to freestyle is essential to going anywhere. You can't you can't go anywhere without being able to freestyle. We have um, Radio 1, Fire in the Booth and all that stuff where it's like it establishes um you as an artist then you need to be able to freestyle to go into that booth and and establish yourself so um yeah that's something that i can't do at the moment but i need to work on i think people who focus on writing are gonna be good at that and not freestyling mm. being a uk based rapper what is your favorite what is your view on uk drill do you, do you ever try that sell or you're not interested in that at all um it's it's um it's new for those things i think i uh, oh are you, i am interested in it yeah yeah totally i'm interested in it um i don't keep up with it on a i check the new drill releases i don't keep up with it in a sense that i um i have much knowledge on that culture but um i i've i've listened to it it'd be crazy of me to make music and not listen to every genre that i can find um so i've listened to it uh it's crazy how it drill works on um on a writing level you know uh obviously there's a lot of repetitive rhymes it, there's a lot of like you know reused bars and that's just part of i think the 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 culture to, to reuse certain bars but the actual level of, of writing is more impressive than people give it credit for you know and um i think drill is crazy because it started in chicago um drill music started in chicago and then 
coming to the UK, it's become like the defining thing of, of hip hop for a lot of the UK now, specifically, obviously, London. And um, I, I think drill is crazy in how the genre of of England or, you know, specific parts of English culture and it came from America and the way it is on a on a on, on how they do it, how, how drill music is. I can't I can't write drill music. First of all, I, I'm not part of that culture. I, I, I'm not in a position to be making drill music. It's not I don't have the lifestyle where I could do that and it would be genuine music. But um, it's it's, it's how they do it. it. It's really skilled. And I think people should give it more credit for that. In fact, you know, but, you know uh, what Gio said. Um, will you try other genres? Uh, we we try other genres other than rap, like Kinsey, who started from rap and evolving to more pop and metal sound. I doubt it. Um, with how I'm doing at the moment, uh, to be fair, there was that that even I tend to go into genres of hip hop rather than genres outside of hip hop. So, for example, uh, rock rap rather than just making rock. You know, Folk Devil had lots of, of um, kind of pop rock inspiration, but that's, I think, the furthest I'll go into other genres. It's just still within hip-hop. I don't think I'm going to try and make a metal song anytime soon. Um. Uh, he has another question. Uh, what is your main inspiration for rap? And also, do you ever go beyond rappers? Did you read any books or watch any movies that inspired you to get writing? My main inspiration is to rap. When I started, I didn't have inspirations to rap. I just knew it was a thing. Uh, so I did it. I didn't even, I don't even, I think this was before I was even listening to Eminem. You know, it was just, I just knew that people rapped about stuff. So I just, I just wrote words that kind of loosely rhymed in order to say something. There wasn't really any inspirations at that time. Um, going into it more, obviously, um, getting into the, the Eminem community as much as I did. Uh, it, it was obvious that that was going to be a big inspiration and I think before that was almost you know it was problematic I was basically I was biting uh, a lot of Eminem stuff and that was something that I try and avoid doing now but the inspiration is still there obviously I've been trying to take inspiration from um, Travis Scott and Jack Boys because that's really cool um, I've been trying to dip into genres that I don't normally listen to and try and like work out how it works and reflect that in my own stuff um but yeah yeah uh, there's no like huge inspirations that like made me uh do this per se look i have one last final question and i think we'll get out of here uh maybe talk off screen if you want but uh, um what do you think the album would have turned out like if you, it was your first time making a project what was that sorry? or sorry mixtape like for the first time mm, with, well, with if i wasn't if it wasn't based on something made. else it was just if i took out the animus influence yeah it's your first yeah yeah no well, if it's uh, your first project yeah. if well, it's your first if, project. if i hadn't made animus i know that there's some songs that wouldn't be on there unstoppable would not be on the album uh, Wealth of a Penny would not be on the album. Um, Mr. Lonely would not be on the album. Uh, Horror Show, because uh, these are all songs that were directly based on uh, one. And I wouldn't have been able to make them without Animus One having existed because they were based purely on that. So the album would immediately, obviously, be much less inspired. Um, 
it, art form wouldn't be on there, of course, because I'm talking about my old music. I think in general, if this was my first album, um, and I hadn't made anything before it, it seemed like I'm very much just trying to find my feet more so than being able to reflect and take inspiration from what I'm already done. And I think the project wouldn't have been so much about looking at the future as it is now because I wouldn't have had a, a past to base that off of. So I think the album would be so drastically different if it was my first because of the amount of themes that are based on my past and my future that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do if I hadn't had those experiences and those songs made. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's the interview. Um, that's basically the podcast for now. Uh, I had fun with you, Jay Lee. If you want to talk off air, we can. Yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone for joining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, when the Spotify is available, it will be in the description under Jay Lee's album, and it will be in the pinned comment.